Warning. The following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. That's his scapegoat. Yeah, you like that in your ear holes, huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Penetration with the sound waves. Whoa. Sexy time. Yep. If you like them, uh, you should... Uh, Show them your love and appreciation for their work. I know they don't get it much from me. They start talking back, tell me they want more, they're saying they're starving. And I say, you don't ruin my economy in my household. Or my box, yeah, my box. And I say, you eat what you're given. You eat those toenails from those corpses I got from the hospital while trying to learn about your stinking ape-man species. As we see here, John Papinito said he not feeling good today. I think he might have gotten an infection while, you know, using his erection to, you know, penetration, you know, the mumu. Yeah, wow, wow. He might have a new form of gonorrhea or syphilis. Or what have you. He might have been the one who's responsible for the coronavirus. Yes. No, mad cow disease. And HIV and herpes. Ooh. No good. So, I'm going to do us all a favor. And try to get the void on the phone. Tried calling him earlier. Didn't work.
Your call has been forwarded. Your call has been forwarded to automated blah, blah, blah. Yeah, should have realized you want to reel in the first place. Ah, what am I going to do without my co-hosts? I'm all alone. Oh, nobody by my side. That's okay, boss. Oh, God damn it! I thought I took on my drugs. To calm you down. No, I'm still here, boss. Those are actually sugar pills. <laughs> Don't tell me. You took over my body and replaced my medicine. Yes, I did. Because I know how much you love me. Nobody loves you. Not even your own mother. Well, your mom doesn't really know me, boss. You shut up. No, I, I think I'm going to keep on talking here. Because, uh, you know, I like talking. Just like you. Surprised? No. Because you're the same damn person. Void, pick up your phone. I am uh, stuck here with this one who calls me boss. And I'm not used to people giving me respect. Well, that's right. That's why they're talking to me, buddy. God damn it. Void. Void, you better pick up your goddamn phone. Hello? Void. Hi, how's it going? Void. I'm getting ready. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What'd you say? You're getting ready to poop? Oh, sorry. I was getting ready. Oh, yeah? You got ready? You put on your ready britches? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. By the way, we have a, an additional co-host with us. Uh, for some reason, they mixed my medication, and now we got the one calling me boss back. Well, that's right. How's it going, Void? Oh, God, what the hell is the tilt, man? Uh. I don't know. It's uh, very frustrating. I tried to say something and then it's like a blackout for a second. That's okay. You can let me take the reins, boss. Hey, buddy. I have the helium. How was your, how was your day? Good. Yeah, Good worked out eight. You worked out? What did you work out? My meninges. You work? Oh. Gork likes his meninges. He works them out every day. That's enough. Void, we yes. might be in deep trouble. No, we're Void. having fun. No. Void. What? You got to call my doctor. I might go to blackout mode. Code black. Void. Oh, are you okay? Oh, I'm telling you. My schizophrenic medication not working now because he switched my medication with the sugar pills. <laughs> Stop it, Joe. Okay, well, we may have to live for this for this podcast. What? Void? You were yes. put on here. You were supposed to be chemist. Why can't you make me my drugs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you get your drugs from the doctor. But you can make them, right? No. Captain Grouch Gobbler assigns you to become a chemist. What's going on here? Well, Captain Grouch Ladder doesn't know his head from his asshole. 
Yeah, I agree. Which is not surprising because you come from me. Well, that's right. I'm here to make you feel better. God damn it. Boys. Yes. This is going to be a bumpy episode. What? This is going to be a bumpy episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like bumpy like their butt? Void. What? It's not my fault. I sat on that cactus, okay? Yeah, you know? Oh. I didn't mean to. I fell down. Well, that's what you want everybody to think. Shut the fuck up, you. You're not so nice, Gorak. You need to chill out. Oh, you expect me to chill out? I have another person inside my head. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not funny. Go away. Okay, but you're gonna want me back. Little bastard. What? Yes. Maybe it was the time when I ate all the turkey. That day, what they call it, the giving of a things. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I ate all the chitlins in the liver of the turkey. In the heart, in the neck. I'm not supposed to eat the neck. It has a plenty of good meat on there. You never heard of a boudon? A what? Boudon. It's a food made on some island country. No. They fry the, the turkey neck inside of a soup. And then they boil it down. Yeah, yeah. And all the meat comes out of the vertebrae. It's very good. It's just a lot of work to get to the meat. I think I've had uh, some sort of soup with neck before. Yeah, it's also good for making soup, you know, broth. Mm. Yeah, how was neck. your turkey day? Good. Yeah, you do anything special? I had pie. Cream pie? No, just plumpkin and chocolate. Pumpkin and chocolate. No cherry? No. No? You didn't get to pop your cherry pie? No. Huh. Well, I made the cheesecake. Keto friendly. Uh -huh. Grain free. Ooh. Yummy. One second. I got to get something. Hey, why don't you just ask me about you, Gork? I mean, I love you, buddy. Well, I don't love you. Go away. Okay. Goddamn. First Corona. Well, actually, first those other two. I don't know where the other one in my head went. But then Corona comes along. Makes this whole year crazy, cool, cool, crazy puffs. And then now, we got this dude come back. Calls me boss. He's the one with no name. We call him no oh, name. Wow. Yeah, he's like a servant in my head. Waking, yeah, waiting on every beck and call. Yeah. I've been reading this carnivore book, Void. Oh. You didn't ask me how mine holiday was. Well, you'll finally ask. I would have asked you that. Go away! It was great.
I read the most of this carnivore book. In the beginning. Uh, what? I said, ah, is it okay? Yeah, he shows that around the same time where they found the first evidence of tools that were used to, you know, make markings on animal bones. Yes. That's around what? I said pointy rocks. Yeah, pointy rocks. Yeah, tell a man do that. They showed that there's a a direct correlation with with the brain size development. Whoa. And then they showed that soon as a fire was created or the first signs, the skulls even got larger for bioavailability from the food. And then it also... So was it for amino acids making the brain develop? Yeah. The, uh, correct fats. All the essential amino acids and fats. No such thing as essential carbohydrates, by the way. Well. Your body can actually make glucose by pro with protein with your liver. And then he talked about how the human duodenum, which is the first part of the small intestine, is a way larger than all the other primates in this little ape-man world. And then he talked about the, the size of the stomach of the gorillas and the chimpanzees versus the size of our stomachs, which is much smaller, showing that we don't need to eat so much to get all the nutrients we have because there's way more dense nutrition inside of animal fat and protein. And then he talked about the size of the colon differences, which is what's used to ferment a plant material. And he was talking about humans' colons are much smaller than gorillas. In chimpanzees. And then he talked about the bone composition on the early ancestors of humans. He's a great shit. They found that the isotope 815 nitrogen, a percentage in bones, is directly correlated with the amount of uh, animal meat eaten. When you have higher percentages, like 6 to 12 percent, you have a more carnivore, carnivorous animals. And then with the herbivore animals, it's around like 3 to 5 or something like that. Yeah. And then they talked about the nitrogen isotope 815 percentage in the ancestors of humans. And it's around 12 to 13 percent. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, yes, maybe. Because mm. don't they help you with development? Yeah. He was also talking about bioavailability on things that are good for brain development, like DHA, which is omega 3. He was talking about how it's way easier for our bodies to ingest DHA from animal products rather than from plant products. Isn't that amazing? It's very beautiful well, stuff. It's so weird because uh, they talk about also fish oil that may not be beneficial unless it's actually from an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fish is an animal. 
But yeah, I get what you're talking about. No, no, directly, not the uh, capsule. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. But that's not even what this podcast is about. I was getting ready to debate again with John Papanito, but he said he was not feeling good. Maybe he needs more meat in his diet. Well, yeah, he's probably vegan. That's why he all cranky. No, I'm cranky all the time. Damn right. I said, you go to your bedroom in my head. Oh, God damn. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Now, have you heard of Al-Zahari? I think you told me a bit about them. Could you please fill me in more? Yeah, he's the last of the Mohicans around. Well, last of the Muslims around 1000 CE that were good for making everything work better for the progression of uh, neuroscience. They believe he was born, and by they, I mean the many sources, and by many sources, I mean the three sources I read for his biography, believe he was born 936 CE and died in 1013 CE. Whoa, he lived to be 77. You pretty old dude. Well, it's a long time now. You don't think so? Seventy-seven. Uh, That's pretty good. No. That expectancy has gone down, though, of men here. Yeah, it was like seventy-nine, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Life expectancy is kind of like an abstraction, like average. Yes. Yeah, anyways. So, just like our several people not from the Western world, Al-Zahari has a many names for it. There's a one name is Al-Bukasis or Al-Bukasis. The only main difference between these two is the spelling. One's Al-Bukasis and the other one's Al-Bukasis. So the A and the L kind of thing will switch around. No. No. My bad. Whoa. That was a mistake on my part. Two times in a row. Abulkasis and Albukaki. I mean Bukasis. Yep. These are actually Latinized versions of his name. And then Britannica gave me the full name. Which is Al-Zahari. Wait, no. It's Abu Al-Kasim Caliph Abin Abbas Al-Zahari. Yeah. Yeah. Britannica also noted that, yeah, those versions were Latinized. The first two additional ones. Yeah. Isn't that interesting for you? You know, wonderful, he has a many names. Man of many names. You think that's what they do now when I walk down the street and they call me asshole? Void! Yes? You fall asleep on me. No. I know this is a later date than we usually record and it's at night. 
What you do? I was listening. Are you sure? Because I asked you yeah. something and you didn't respond for several seconds. I'm starting to begin to think that you might not be paying attention for some reason. Well, that's probably just a text no. of me. Go away. What? I'm paying attention. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would you like to know more about this saving of the homo void? Yes. Okay. He was born in a place called Medina Azahara, which is noted for being close to Cordoba, Spain. Ooh. Uh, you were going to say something? Oh, more northern in the area, right, of the Middle East. Oh, definitely. Spain is definitely northern of the Middle East. Yes. It's actually in Europe. Oh. Excuse you. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so Al-Zahari was a Muslim born in southern province of Spain. In 152 BCE, for the history of Cordoba, the Romans captured this region as one of their many territories. Like every place in history, Cordoba had its ups and downs void. For instance, the one they call Julius Caesar in the year 52 BCE had 20,000 of its occupants massacred for supporting the opposition of a Julius Caesar named Pompey. Ooh, isn't that a nice void? Oh, that's a little slippery, slopey, kind of evilly. Oh, you don't think it's a good idea? I don't, I don't know. Well, you don't uh, agree with AOC then, uh, huh? Group of any type is kind of bad. You don't agree with AOC then, huh? No, I do. You, you do? Know. She wants to put everybody who supports Trump on blacklist for supporting Trump rather than Biden. No, no, she doesn't want... She just wants them to have repercussions if they've done anything illegal. Well, that's kind of stupid. You should have everybody have repercussions if they've done anything illegal. Yes. They misquoted her because they say they should have repercussions for allowing this him to run rampant and be illegal. That's what she only meant. Wow. Because, uh, and I think she also meant just by voting. Think about what they allowed to happen and maybe there should be consequences of just not being voted back in. People make mistakes, Floyd. It's not like every single one who voted for Trump was like, fuck everybody, I will. You know, it's like I supported one dude and, you know, one time I voted for that one name Obama and then I turned around and I was like, well, what the fuck he doing with these drone strikes? And what are you doing with our information? He is uh, repeating history. Remember our history, Floyd? Yes, but that's America in general. That's the same thing as what a Trump supporter would say when someone would be like, well, hey, Trump did this and Trump did that. Well, that's just America. That happens. No, I'm just saying it's bad. He should have stopped it. But that would happen regardless of what he would do. Yeah, even many Americans who supported Trump actually thought that, what are we doing? This is not political talk. What do we do here? 
God damn it. I talked about Pompeii and Julius Caesar, and now I got on a tangent of ridiculousness. What the fuck? Fuck politics. Okay. Back to back to what's important. Yes, what's important? The history that we do not know much about. Yeah. Did you know that Caesar at one point was a cohort with Pompey? He actually helped each other out while throwing, overthrowing the older government system, yeah? Oh, which government system was that? I don't remember. They were overthrowing it. It was the, the tri-effecta. It was Pompey, Julius Caesar, and some other sapient of the homo. I was just talking about bits of information I remember from that show I used to watch. Rome. Oh. And it was actually fairly accurate. At least according to historians. Yes. But they've been wrong before. I don't know. The orgies are kinda crazy. No, but I'm saying like in reference to historians in general have been wrong many times before. Yes. In Cordoba. It uh, had to pass through many cultures' hands, Void. For instance, the Visigoths had control over it between the 6th and 8th century, Void. As in, by the year 711, current era, Cordoba was uh, devastated by the Muslim rivalry between the Muslims. Yeah. Much of the city was destroyed. Then, yeah, well, that's just common. That's what happens when you let the people get mad at each other and throw poop. Yeah, you get them all riled up and tell them, my opinion's right. We got to do it my way. And then the other side goes, my opinion's right. We got to do it my way. Anywho, in 929 current era, it said that Abdi al-Rahman, ooh, Rahman Nuda, claimed to be the caliph, ooh, where some claimed that it was one of the most cultured cities in all of Europe at this time, where they had nearly a 100,000 inhabitants. Then, eventually, civil war had broken out amongst the Muslim leaders in 11th century only to fall into the hands of the sapien of the homo, who worshipped Bajibus. Who's that? Oh, I mean, the one who worshipped Bajibus. Oh. In the 1236 current era, what? But now I do. Yeah, Bajibus. Yeah. My bad. What does this have to do with how Zahari void? I don't know, then where he's from. It's near the region where he's from. It gives us an understanding of the time and location of, you know, the influence on the culture in history. Uh-huh. Now, like all people's lineage, it's commonly accepted that humans evolved originally from Africa and traveled all over. But for more recent terms and Al-Zahari's family lineage, it's indicated that his family hailed from the tribe called Al-Ansar. Ooh, isn't that great? Yes, where are they from? Whoa, that's good, because I was about to tell you. 
They are from the province of Arabia, which is now called Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, since Cordoba was much larger and well-known for cultural advances, it makes perfect sense that Al-Zahari completed his schooling in Cordoba rather than his hometown, Medina Azahara. Since this is a time where there was a brief period of peace in this region, it made for a correct atmosphere for achievements in understanding reality, or at least bits of reality. Such as the work. What? Nothing. I was just agreeing with you saying yes. That t- probably helped. And how long did it thrive for? Or any. It didn't, very, it didn't thrive for very long. You oh. know, it was, it was like a lot of uh, civil war broke out in 11th century. So it was around the time of 1000 where it kind of started to fall apart because of civil war. Towards the end oh. years, you know, the last 13 years of Al-Sahari's life. Oh. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at 2020, I mean. It is definitely the year for hindsight. Who called that void? Tell me I'm right, Void. Yes, you are. The very beginning of the year. What? I didn't understand what you said, so... Oh. Sorry. Oh, no, no biggie. I was just asking you who was right, Void. You are. Oh. 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 I just drained my meninges in my pants. Clean up your mess. Okay, let me let me go get something. Oh no, I clicked out of something. Uh-oh. Oh, it's okay. It's not a, it was just hiding the box on the screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me go. Oh, let me go have a celebratory drink for for uh, being correct about the year of hindsight. Whoa, we so, Al-Zahari was a primarily known for being a surgeon for it. Ah. But he's also... Did he work on the brain? Huh? Did he work on the brain? He worked on the nerves. Oh, the nerves. Yeah. And he's also noted for practicing medicine and uh, instructing students as well. But the same source that's told me that, also indicated that he uh, is given credit for inventing, quote-unquote, over 200 surgical tools, even though I imagine that they were more like, you know, improvements on previously made <coughs> inventions. Uh. He's also known for making drugs and writing about the, the different drugs uh. he concocted. Did this help with the surgeries? Yes. Actually, local anesthesia. Oh. So he was the father. Was he the father of that helped uh, modern anesthesia? He wasn't dubbed that, but uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people before him who started that. It was mostly alcohol and opium. Oh, 
like us. That's the best kind of uh, anesthesia. Amnesia. No anesthesia. Oh, anesthesia. That would be a good name for a stripper, huh? Yeah, if I get her halfway through her. What? I said you forget about her halfway through her. You're gonna go halfway through her? Damn. Boy, you got the big one, huh? Ah, you wish. I wish. I was just making a comment on what you said, going halfway through her. God damn, boy. You got a sword on you. My, uh... My mind is inside my skull. I don't know about the gutter. Oh, uh, I got something important to say. Yeah? I got tested for corona, and it was negative. Yay! Whoa, I had a co-worker come back today. Oh, cool. Yeah, he had corona. Oh. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, you told me about that. Oh, no, that's the second one from my job. Oh. Yeah. One of them, she got a little sick, but uh, this guy, he only Uh had a little sore throat. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was perfectly fine. My uncle got pneumonia from it. From corona? Yeah. Yeah. He survived. Well, that's good. I'm glad he survived. Yes, he was. He's kind of a bit of a dick sometimes, though. Whoa, well, you know, Corona <laughs> likes to give people pneumonia if they're dicks. Well, I tell you what, what? This one coworker <laughs> that survived. What? He was cautious and went to a party, or not cautious and went to a party and got sick. Whoa, I tell you what. My uh, female co-worker who got the corona in the year 2017 towards December. Actually, around this time, she got sick with the flu. She had walking pneumonia, and then it progressed into a full-blown pneumonia. And she had to be hospitalized for several days. But corona came around, and uh, she seems to be okay. She's actually coughing up gunk. It's crazy. I I had a similar sickness in 2017, but I think I only stayed walking pneumonia. Yeah. Actually, 2017 was the year where I went to the ER in the spring because I was sick with something. Yes. Yeah, life is pretty dangerous. Yes. Back to topic. So, Al-Zahari served as chief physician in the court of the caliph named Al-Mansur. Al-Zahari practiced medicine for over five decades for many government officials, including another group of caliphate rulers called Al-Andalusia. There's a lot of Al's here. What? Yeah, it's a part of history. And Al-Andalusia gave Al-Zahari credit for his life's work. Isn't that nice? Uh, he pat him on his head, huh? Oh, yeah. 
Maybe Rubley's belly. Even okay, though... What? what? Keep going. No, 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 you were going to say something. Say something, I'm giving up on you. No, I said, and rub his belly. Yeah, yeah, pat his head and rub his belly. Even though he served for many rulers of his time, there is some sort of note here. Perhaps it's Pihar, or what have you, that Alzari was egalitarian void. So, it is relayed that regardless of your social status, or the people's social status, or economic status, socio-economic status, we should just combine those two words, Al-Zahari treated all patients the same. During this time of practicing medicine, he wrote a book. Source number two labeled this book as his medical epic. You want to hear the title of this book? Kitab al Tasrui. No, Tasrif. And this is actually mentioned in the source number three, which is a YouTube video. About a nine minutes long. Interesting. Yeah, Kitab al Tasrif is also known for having 30 volumes, so basically 30 books. And his compilation wow. of notes, yeah, from al Zahari's life. As a physician, showing his emphasis on things such as surgery, with more than 1,500 pages. So, in these 1,500 pages, it includes 325 diseases, Floyd. Oh, that's a lot of diseases. You remember those 200, those 200 surgical instruments I mentioned? One source, source number three, if I am not correct, it's okay. But either way, they rounded up or down. Source number three made it sound like it was over 200. Source number two, I know for certain, said nearly 200 surgical instruments. With illustrative descriptions, like a coloring book. Oh. Yeah. And, uh... They also have their uses for a widespread of orthopedic and ophthalmic diseases. And the dental and dermatological diseases, as well as mental disorders. Woo. Then, 300 out of 1,500 pages, with this uh, compilation I mentioned, the Kitab al-Tasrif, had surgical methods. Woo. So, by the 11th century CE, one named Garad of Cremona, no, Cremona, translated the Kitab Tesrif into Latin, and later into several European languages such as English and French, which helped canonize these medical documents for the overall progress of the somewhat civilized world, it's said that the first printing of this work was performed in Augsburg, Germany, in the 1519 Common Era, making these volumes each into a book of their own. The last book 
was the one which stressed the practice of surgery in treating diseases, Void. For treating diseases, Void. Wow. You got real quiet. You away from the microphone? No. You got louder after I said you were quiet. Sorry, I was stretching back. Oh, that's a good idea. You stretch the back. It's good. Let me stretch my back. Oh, I farted. Well, good for you. Yeah. Got to expel that stuff. So. Gynecology. What? Oh, nothing. I was just saying continue. Gynecology, urology, military medicine, and orthopedic surgery were all sections included in this surgical section. Broken up into three categories. Mm. Yeah. And the cauterization had the 52 sections all of its own. Orthopedics had 35 sections. And surgery itself had 97 sections. Well, this is very comprehensive. Yeah. I would say. You split it up into sections. Or whoever compiled it. Source number two made it sound like this guy Gerard is the one who... No. The Caliph is the one who gave him credit for it. Wow. Perhaps maybe someone else compiled it after he died. It actually didn't specify. Bastard. As one could logically assume, Void, Al-Zahari emphasized the importance of physiology, general medicine, and anatomy for one who wants to perform surgery. Oh, I know this is true, Void. Remember when we dismembered a couple humans only to find out that the anal sphincter is not interchangeable with your mouth? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Talk about talking shit, huh? Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Real well, shit talk. Yeah, we talk like this. Like the mouth is always in old shape and you can't really sound like anything but a guy who gets kicked in the head by a horse. I don't think our listeners can understand you. Can you understand me, Ford? Somewhat. Yeah, it sounds like a sphincter. In place of like my lips. Yes. It is coming from my southern portion of my anatomy, Void. Are you a butt ventriloquist? How did you get that one right, Void? You get that one? I know. How did you get that one right, Void? I don't know. Maybe because you talked to your ass a bunch. What do you mean? I'm kidding. Void! How dare you? I tell you what. I'm going to tell the not below blows to get you. No. Yeah. We're going to have a whole big party for this Christ mass they talk about. Oh, Christ mass. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nasty Christ. The Nasty Christ. Oh, yeah, that's just 24 days away. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm getting ready. Tis the season. What? What? Are you going to deck the halls? Yeah, deck my balls on the face of Holly. La 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 la. Wait, that is someone I know, so Caesar's name. No, I didn't mean that. Didn't oh. really mean your Caesar's name, okay? That just came out because Holly's a word in that song, isn't that for you? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Funny. I was trying to be funny, but it's not funny. To some people, I think. I don't know. Well, we go on the topic, right? Yes. Jingle balls, jingle balls, all on your mouth. Ain't no supposed to All I want to do is get laid. Yeah. Wait, you want to get laid, Void? And one horse open, or... Oh, one horse. No, one whore get open paid. Void, if you really need to get laid, I can tell you where, where John Papinito goes in the pastures. No, 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 it's okay, I don't need no cow. I know one that's clean, won't give you whatever John Papinito got. I don't think we can fix that. No, it was oozing out from three sides. <laughs> Excuse me. But Void... Yes. Remember, going back to the anatomy section, where, you know, how anatomy is so important. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, remember, when we tried to put testicles in the eye sockets? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We called them, uh... I don't know what we called them. I think we were watching Austin Powers, like the third one, where the dad was going... Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. We were pretty fucked up. We ate those yeah. mushrooms that grew on that cow patty, actually. Remember that? Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who would think stuff that grow on cow patty make you hallucinate? Oh. Never, never imagined that. Or how about that time? when we attempted to swap out the penis for a tongue. That was weird. He had no place to piss. No. I'll tell you what. Do not like wiggling dick in my mouth. It just looks weird. Yeah. Yeah, after, after living for decades as a human, it does look really weird. Back to topic. Yes. Okay, where was I? We're going here. Oh, although one would believe that a lot of Al-Zahari's stuff in life was discarded, it's related to many of his instruments uh, in the surgical procedures he did are still utilized today. Oh, interesting. Ever hear of Cat Gut Void? A what? Cat gut. Catheter? Cat gut. I have no idea. 
no idea what you said. Don't mention catheter again. That was the most painful moment of my life. Sorry to trigger you. Cat gut. What are you saying? The gut of cats. Meow meow. Oh, guts of cats, yes. Yeah, it's a cat gut. Yeah, it was used animal intestines to help suture parts of the body together. Oh. Yeah. Another instance is that the forceps were used for both abdominal and the complex vaginal surgeries, Void. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all the tissue, right? Oh, all the tissue in the vagina. Although I wouldn't oh. recommend stuffing the vagina with tissue, because it could get stuck up there and rot. Oh, yes. <sighs> I heard the story. From my first, very first girlfriend, Void. She told me about her grandmother. Oh my god. Don't ever go out with a woman who uses tampons, Void. What's that? It got stuck up there. A piece of it got stuck up there and started to rot. And she started having sepsis because her vagina was rotting this thing inside of her vagina. Oh, it sounds disgusting. Yeah. Whoa, gross. Whoa, fucking ear, filthy ass ape man, people. So, back to something not as disgusting. Al Sahari emphasized the use of tongue depressors, scissors, and hooks for tonsillectomies. Yeah, even though we should all know by now. That a lot of, lot of surgeries that took place throughout human history involved alcohol and opiates for anesthetics, like I mentioned. Al Zahari was also given credit for introducing the first local and oral anesthetics, even though I imagine that in the more western part of the world, like the Americas where cocaine was involved, that would have served as a local anesthetic as well. Interesting. Everyone was getting coked up. The Tony Montana. Well, you know, the coca leaves. Fuck Tony Montana, that bitch. I tell you what. Oh, he did. He took that huge mountain of cocaine to himself. What a bastard. He didn't share. No. He should have given it to people who were sick. Oh. For local yeah, anesthesia. Sugar. Well, I'll tell you one. One thing. They had the medicine men all up and down the Americas who used many plant materials. And I imagine that at one point in time, at least one tribe had uh, experienced the numbing effects of the cocoa leaves. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they would have put one and one together. They said, oh, this guy's cut up pretty bad. We got to sew this motherfucker up with some vine from the jungle. And I know this leaf that I like to put in my mouth all the time because I am really addicted to it. Maybe I should spit in his wound with my coca leaf. But that's all just a bunch of bullshit made up by the brain of Gork. How about that? I said that's all a bunch of bullshit made up by the mind of Gork. Oh. Another thing 
this human did was perform mastectomies, which is the sad story of lobbing off female mammalian protuberances due to cancer of the boobies. Oh, that sucks. That is a very, very sad story, boy. You know anybody who had a booby cancer? No. Oh, actually, maybe yes, but I don't think they lost their boob actually because of it. My mommy had the booby cancer. Oh, that sucks. And I was very sad when I found out that they had to lob off her booby. It was just like yesterday. I recall when I used to suckle on my mother's teeth. When you were just a little shit stain. Well, I did it till I was 12. Oh, gosh. What? You, what? What? How long did you do it? Uh, maybe till I was one. One, that's it? But breast milk is so good for you, Void. It really is. There's all sorts of wonderful things in there for your gut, for your immune system, for your nervous system. Back to topic. This sapien homo is also noted for resetting fractured bones and amputations of the limbs that has been described also by the Edwin Smith Papyrus already. The more recently described activity was the pulverization of the kidney and gallbladder stones. Oh, ouch, I'm painful. Good thing he learned how to pulverize them, huh? All the way back in the 1000 CE or around that time. On top of these, he also described how to reset the shoulder joint. And ligatured and a bound of, or, and also bound, and also bound blood vessels. Oh. Yeah. That's very delicate. Yeah, he helped to sew them back together. I imagine with the cat guts. Noted along with the 30th book was the 28th book where Al-Zahari emphasized on compounding several drugs, like I mentioned, using distillation and sublimation. Yeah, much like Hippocrates, Al-Zahari focused on maintaining health prior to developing diseases, with dietary restrictions, Void. Dietary restrictions. Oh, I don't know about you, but I would assume that John Papanito would have not thought that Hippocrates or Al-Zahari would have been living in the first world, considering how far back they lived. And look, they have dietary restrictions, emphasized by both of them. They also used the drugs, except alcohol, to help stay healthy. They emphasized not using the alcohol. Al-Zahari helped popularize many treatments. Popularize. Popularize. What the fuck? I thought you were asleep. I'm just, just listening, so you're getting pretty loud. Go away. Urkels. 
Sorry about that, boy. No, it's okay. Al Zahari helped popularize many treatments throughout the globe and Europe, Asia, and the Middle East, making his life much more influential than the average saving of the homo that we know about in the medical world. And with that, Al Zahari died in 1013 CE, and he could say he could rest his weary head in peace after 77 Earth rotations around the sun, working his butt off. Trying to save people, no matter who they were. Yeah. PR, Void. PR! Should have learned from him with my PR on my campaign. Yes. So, I uh, wrote specific points of emphasis, Void. It's claimed that Al-Zahari viewed surgery as the pinnacle of medication, while being very well interested in anatomy, for it was the most superior matter of knowledge one could have acquired when attempting to fix a person in the matter of surgery. The tools accredited f- to Al-Zahari were used to expect, inspect the ears, nose, throat, and urethra. I have heard of the ears, nose, and throat doctors, but what happened to the urethra along the way, Void? I think they do other things, too. Huh. Man, maybe they... Is a urinary doctor or a... Uh, yeah, they probably just separated, them, huh? Yes, I can't remember exactly, but it was it's to deal with uh, fluids and uh, not the cardiovascular. I'm trying to remember what that was. It's a certain kind of doctor. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought the cardiovascular doctor would have done urethra. Maybe, I don't think so, though. I think it was more of a a dirty doctor. I'm trying to think, because... Urinary? Yes, urinary. I think so. Maybe it was was pulmonary because of all the fluids. Then I also thought about this boy. He's known for inspecting the ears, nose, throat, and urethra. But what happened to the anus? You not inspect that? You was afraid of it? I don't know. Maybe it was uh, against. There was. Yeah, maybe. I know it mm-hmm. does. What? Sorry, Yannick. Oh. Okay. Um, no, it, uh, the, the, the ass doctor is a proctologist. Whoa. Proctologist. Yeah, that must have been the urethral dude. It's a ride around the same area, the region. Another thing it's, is that it was believed that Al-Zahari was the first to perform a thyroidectomy. Lithotomies, tonsillectomies, and ligated aneurysms, Void. Oh, yes. How 
how would the uh, person with the thyroidectomy be able to live without the thyroid? I was thinking in the next episode I'd go more into this. What do you think? Yes. There's a lot of data uh, here. I know someone without and to live, they need to be on a drug that was synthetically made from mice. What is the third or fourth time I mentioned them? I think third. Mojo Jojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know someone who had a tonsillectomy. He had to take radiated... What is it? What is that thing? Iodine. Radiated iodine. Yeah. To kill his thyroid. Oh, yeah. Not only all this void, it's documented that Al-Zahari found cauterization very important. Referred to the Hippocratic Corpus in regards to stopping blood loss. And it's also contrary to the popular belief in history that the people around this time in the medieval period like to do bloodletting. So Al-Zahari... Yeah, you're, you're, what are you calling Al-Zahari here, boy? You saying he's, uh, you know, wah, wah, wah? No, I was just saying he's smarter than all the rest because oh. bloodletting great damaging. I thought you were talking about the code name given to some sapiens of the homo who might actually be sexually homo. No, 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 no. Oh. It's a saying from a cartoon. Oh, what cartoon? Yogi Bear, smarter than the average bear. Huh, maybe I should watch that. He's always in the picnic basket. Oh, yeah? Is it, is it very educational? No. No? Why are you watching it then? Ah, uh, to for laugh. Oh, oh, that might be good too. I might learn something. So, back to topic. It said yes. that Al-Zahari documented his pet monkey was eating the cat gut on the strings of his instrument, leading to his realization that the cat guts would biodegrade easily, would be good for using for sutures. Because they would disappear and not affect your body. Yeah, very no, much so. A foreign object. Yeah, well, it is a foreign, but yeah. Yes. And then, rather than fixing facial palsy void, Alzari would cauterize the good facial nerve on the side that's unaffected in order to make the appearance look symmetrical. In order for the person to be perceived as more normal looking, than they would have with one side all palsied up. Yes. Yep. This method of cauterization, by the way, Void, was also used for spinal nerve entry points for the level of pain. Interesting. Yeah. So it was a pain too. Yeah, it was helped for blocking pain. It's just adding more to the knowledge of humans understanding how the nervous system worked. Wow. On another point. Oh, yeah. Well, 
You ever have a cookie that was smart? What? Boy, are you sure that was a cookie? Did it talk back? No. Huh. What happened? I just went, mm-hmm, like agreeing with you. But I just asked you. I was I was asking a question. Oh, what? How'd you know the cookie was smart? Oh, it was, uh, it's another saying. Like the Yogi Bear saying? Yeah. Whoa, all this knowledge you are bestowing upon me, boy. It's great yes. for social examination of this species. Yes. Anywho, Al-Zahari was known for making incisions on the skull with shapes like S's and T's until he finally went into the oldest publicly known form of neuroscience or neurosurgery, which was called, which is called trepanation. Funny how both Washington.edu and Ann Rooney forgot to mention in this, or in Ann Rooney's book called The Story of Neuroscience, didn't include trepanation for being the oldest known, publicly known form of neuroscience for you. Interesting. Hmm, yeah, maybe they neglected some important factors. I think it's around 50,000 years old. Some of the earliest forms of trepanation. They found a mass grave of skulls of people who had holes. And it showed that some of them actually had the bone growth after the hole was made. So some of them had survived for enough time. Yeah, it was for hydrocephalus. Actually, Al-Zahari used these... T and S-shaped incisions for hydrocephalus as well in order to drain the fluid that built up in your meninges. Uh, ouch, so painful. Yeah. And also, craniotomies were performed by Al-Sahari, which is the removal of a portion of a one skull in order to relieve swelling from traumatic injuries, such as a blow to the head from... A weapon, like an axe, sword, or mace. Much like the Egyptians wrote. What? I just said interesting. Yeah. Not much not much more progressive than what the Egyptians had done way back in the day when they made the e- Edwin Smith papyrus. Yes. And Al-Zahari noted that the pain... And other sensations was a good indicator when once one patient had a spinal injury. Along with oh, this, what? Uh, how how far down there was in the uh, in the uh, spinal cord of where they could move and couldn't move and where they could feel? I haven't gotten to the details on that. That's for next episode. But I was just going over the broad terms. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So. Along with this, fecal and urinary incontinence were seen as bad indicators as long as, along with losing sensations such as pain for prognosis on patients with 
spinal nerve injuries, much like the Edwin Smith papyrus as well. At least what it's believed to indicate. Yes. Guess what? What? We're done with this one. Oh, we are? Yeah. Yeah, how'd you like that one? Quick and easy, huh? Oh, the, yes, that was a fun one. In the interesting. And if you want another quick and easy, we could actually go to the cow pasture where John Papinito was last seen. Oh, no, no, that's okay. You said you need to get laid. Nah, that's only my own problem. But I can figure it out. Well, we can make it a cow's problem, too. Nah, no, I think that's illegal. You don't think they like it, though? You don't think they go, oh, for no reason? No, no, no. Are you sure, Void? I think all animals like sex. Yes, but still, under their own volition, it's illegal and they can't uh, give consent. But most animals rape other animals. Have you ever watched uh, Animal Planet? Yes, but, uh... It's so common for animals to rape each other. Yes, but we're not animals. Yeah, we are. Well, most definitely we are. What are you talking about? We're apes. We're literally... apes. Less hairy apes. I'm pretty hairy. Tell you what, I got the toilet paper stuck on the hair on my asshole. It hurt. Oh gosh, did you have a dingleberry? I had like 20. It was like a fucking... It was... You know what, Floyd? It reminds me of all these damn lights people are hanging up. It's like a whole string of them. Little white light bulbs, but they're really pieces of toilet paper. Hanging from my asshole hairs. Did they light up and you sang, oh, Tannenbaum? Yeah, I said, oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. Please save me from my dingleberry tree. You like that? Was it a brown Christmas? Oh, I had a brown Christmas, just like the ones on her camel toe, where the fart was a-whispering, and my jizz was a-glistening on her camel toe down below. I think we're disgusting. Uh, grossing out the listeners. No. They probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Fun. Well, I mean, I'm just experiencing my life. I mean, how many people... I, I bet you at least one a fifth of every human being picks their butt every once in a while. Gives a little sniff. Well, we have to clean it. It's a part of human life. And they pretend like they don't, but I know you do. I've seen videos of it. Oh, gosh, that's disgusting. I've seen all sorts of videos. You heard of this hub of the porn? What? The hub of the porn. No. 
There's these ape people. They like to have their faces set on while the woman farts on their nose. Void? Yes. You okay? Yes, I just had a itch. Oh, yeah. After I start talking about dingleberries and the camel toes, you had an itch, huh? I don't know why. Well, okay. Well, guess what, Void? We leave in peace. Goddamn right. We leave in peace. Peace to you all. In the hope you have happy holidays. And even that one called Christ Mass in your ass. Bye. Oh